Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk about off-grid travel. And off-grid travel, basically, what I'm thinking is, well, there's a couple scenarios um, why you might travel after, say, an EMP or, or uh, you know, economic collapse and, and there's just mass chaos out there. Um, maybe even there was a giant earthquake and you got to travel and there's kind of hordes of people out there that, you know, don't know what they're doing or where they're going and they're desperate. Um, that's basically what we're working with is people are desperate and you're trying to avoid the headaches that might come with that. So one of the things might be is you're away from home and all of a sudden bad things happen and you have to get home. Mm-hmm. That's a reason you might have to travel in the apocalypse. Um, another one could be your babies are away at summer camp or college, or your kid lives in the next town and you feel, no, all my kid's an idiot and I have to go save them. Yes, baby Einstein. There's no way they college, could go, right? uh, you know, help themselves. Uh huh. Only if I step up will they live. Um, Maybe you need to go on a mission to get medical supplies Mm -hmm. or, you know, uh, maybe you need to get to your bug out retreat, your cabin in the woods, which has all your extra stockpile. And you decided, oh, let's wait and see if things calm down. Right. Because maybe if we wait three days and everything really turns to shit, then it would be better to travel. That's what they always do in the prepper books. Right. They're always like, oh, what do we do, honey? Let's just wait two days and just see what happens. Mm-hmm. And then everything turns to hell and they're like, oh, now we got a problem. <laughs> that always happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't really understand that, but that seems to play out quite a bit. Yeah. So we are going to talk about some EMP alternatives mm-hmm. You know, you might have, but... We're not exclusive to EMP. We're just ways to travel without having chaos. Now, I do think things are very different on traveling the day something bad happens or even into the next morning, like something bad happens. You go to bed, you wake up early and go travel. You're dealing with one set of conditions versus a week to three months into bad conditions. Right. And I think even a weekend is different than three months in. Yeah, traveling. well, I think I think there's going to be a big difference between three days after and three months after. Okay, you know, with what kind of resistance you might right. get in your travel? Mm-hmm. Maybe none, maybe some. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. So let's start out. I think with some of the different types of vehicles or ways you would travel. What do you mm-hmm. got? Well, I think there's a there's a you have to remember that. The second, the second most efficient form of travel, energy to distance, is walking. I like walking. Now, the most efficient is riding a bike. I didn't know that. It is very efficient. You know, that's that's basically, uh, you know, calories per per distance. Obviously, if you have gasoline, that doesn't you don't have to burn any calories. No, but. You know, that's that's one of the things we're kind of talking about here is, is you know, gasoline is a big deal. Yes. You know, a lot of the things that we're going to talk about, if you don't have access to fuel, you're going to be out of luck. You're walking. You're walking. You're riding your bicycle. Um, 
Well, one of the the books that I did, I think it was Once Upon an Apocalypse. Now, I'm pretty sure, I don't know, I do so many audiobooks, I never know what's happening. But guys far away from home, bad things happen, and always carries some extra cash when he's going far away. Walks, he sees he's on the highway, and he sees a bicycle shop, goes over, buys a bike, and actually I think he ends up buying like a trailer to pull with it and different mm-hmm. stuff, and does that right away. And it's like, that's how I'm going to make that 400 miles getting home. Mm-hmm. Now, this guy also is one of the big push on night vision and traveling at night. Had a lot of insight that we're going to get into later. But bicycles are huge. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely cover serious ground in a short amount of time. Yeah. Um, they're quiet. People don't hear you coming when you're on a bicycle. Mm-hmm. Um, the right bicycle, you can go off-road. Um, again, you trade speed for, you know, for access or, you know, area you right. can cover with off road, but, uh, that may be the uh, clear alternative. It, it probably in my book, when it comes to traveling on a bike, um, again, day one, something bad happens, EMP on the bike, on the road, probably just cover as much ground and as far as you can get, mm-hmm. um, morning after up till about noontime covering ground on a bike you know you're going to see the conditions you're going to see the people you're passing and the kind of state of mind that people are in Mm -hmm. and be able to kind of judge oh you know shit's getting bad i need to get the fuck off the main road yeah or you know things are quiet because people have that normalcy bias you know, where they mm-hmm. kind of just, well, you know, the government, FEMA will come along. We'll just sit here and wait. They'll be here soon. Now, there's some drawbacks to the bike, though. All right. Tell me. Bike is really hard to to ride with a 60-pound pack on. It's hard to have an AR-15 on your back mm-hmm. with a bike. You're not carrying a whole lot unless you get, like like he, he was talking about, a trailer. Um, you know, and those... Those are, you know, when it comes you're, to off-road, you're then you're in trouble. You're trading yeah. a huge amount of function and quick response when mm-hmm. you add a trailer. Mobility, agility, whatever it is. Exactly. However, that said, being able to carry your supplies is kind of mm-hmm. worth something, too. But again, now that's another thing we need to bring loop back around to at the end of the episode is if you're carrying a lot of supplies, are you just making yourself a huge target? Right. Is it better to just go with less and be like, fuck it, because if I have it, I'm just going to get the crap beat out of me? Right. You might have an AR-15 in your back, but the guy that you're passing might have a walking stick that he jams in your spokes. <laughs> and that's awkward. And then, then you're in trouble. Yeah. Now, if you're planning out your bike, I know they have a lot of aftermarket um, things you can work on to your bike. Sell like a uh, gas motor you can put on, you know, attached to your regular bike for like 88 bucks. Yeah. Um, I saw those on kit. like bicycle motor kit. You'd search that on like eBay or probably Amazon. There's also some little electric ones. Now, I've seen ones that actually charge up while you pedal, mm-hmm. but I couldn't find I've seen people had it. Right. But I haven't been able to find it maybe one of you guys know or whatever you could put it up on the facebook group Mm -hmm. um something like that but anyway something like that could really assist you you know make it easier but again if you're fighting for gas or whatever you know it's not really going to help you 
but I'm sure low gas mileage. Now, I think that brings us into dirt bikes, four-wheelers, that kind of thing, yeah. mopeds, yeah. whatever you got. Now, most of those um, are going to end up being like EMP-proof. Um, obviously, your electric start, stuff like that, you might have trouble. And some of that may even still work. It really mm-hmm. depends on how it's configured. Yeah, And I'm not completely convinced that an EMP will knock out cars. cars. Right. Yeah. No, we've seen a lot that it won't. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really matter if you don't have gas and stuff happening. Right. You can go a lot farther on a on a dirt bike with a gallon of gas than you can with yes. a car. A lot farther. Mm-hmm. Um so that's kind of huge something to consider or even your regular, you know, motorcycles. Mm-hmm. But I think off-road are going to be a huge plus right. versus on-road. Mm-hmm. I, I think road travel once you get past a day and a half is going to be dangerous. And we're going to like I said, get into there. Um, let's keep going on vehicles. What else are you thinking? All right. Um, uh, well, when it comes to uh, snow, um, you know, you've got snowmobiles, obviously. Snowmobiles are fun. Um, also, you know, cross-country skiing, snowshoeing, options. Cross-country skiing will actually pick up your time a lot mm-hmm. versus walking. Right. Right, especially and snowshoeing snow. will be a lot better than walking through the snow without shoes. Yes, depending on the type, and it's something you want to have a little bit of experience with because it's not, you know, it's not super simple. You could also get a dog sled, but um, I don't think I could tie my dogs up to shit. They just stare at me. They you got to crack the whip. You got to, you got to kick them. <laughs> you got, you got to break out the whip. Uh huh. Uh huh. I like dog sled. That's not horrible. Mm hmm. But four-wheelers are, are definitely, I think, the king when it comes to, uh, you know, traveling through the, kind of, you know, yeah. through, the, through the woods. And that's something you really want to kind of plan before things go bad. Right. Um, having the mountain bike for every member in your family in the shed or, you know, actually one of my kids lives probably 70 miles away. Mm-hmm. And I threw a mountain bike in his shed. Yeah. And I'm like, here. You're on your own, but here's a bike, mm-hmm. and you know that's you can you could do that in three days, right. you know, right? And Seventy miles, the you could first probably cover three that. days of bad, mm-hmm. yeah, you could cover it in two days realistically, right? If you're following roads and whatever, first two days of bad, you could probably travel on the road, mm-hmm. especially if you don't have anything people want side of your bike, right? Um, you know, hey, let me ride on the back. I could ride on the handlebars. That's right. Which is a guaranteed recipe for scraped knees. <laughs> <laughs> that never works out. Never works out. All, All right. right. What else? Uh, what about uh, planes? Um, one EMP. A lot of you know people have the antique planes and whatever. Mm-hmm. That again plays out in one of the audio books that I did not that long ago. Well, let's, let's talk about stealing a plane. Is that something you can do? I think I could figure it out. Yeah, but so I would crash. Well, you need. I don't know how to fly <laughs> a plane. I think you can figure it out. I think really? I can take off and fly. You played video games. I don't think I could land it. Good? Right. Well, here's here's the deal. You know, anybody who's ever flown a plane right now is like, dude, you're gonna die. Here's the deal. All right. All right. Us. This is you know we talk about killing people. All right. This is one of those scenarios. All right. Don't do this at home. All right. All right. So you need first you need a key for the plane. 
right. which generally is not going to be at the airport. We're talking. I'm talking about like a Cessna, you know. All right. You might be able to to hijack one, find the plane. You're gonna have to prime it, let it warm up, start it, check your oil pressure. All right, and then you've got the instrument panel. Okay. You got six six. Uh, uh, oh, so you uh, did well, a little research the, here. You've got the airspeed indicator. Okay, that sounds important. Uh huh. The artificial horizon. All right. Which I think you guys airspeed indicator. I think those are both speak for themselves. I think that's one of the things that most modern planes you lose, like in an EMP, is you don't have that altimeter mm-hmm. anymore. And that's right. something that you know comes into kinda, play. Kind of want it if it's foggy or nighttime. You kind of want that. Your heading indicator. Right. We well, just throw a compass on the dash. Perfect. Perfect. All right, and then you got you got the controls. All right, so you got a th- uh, you got the throttle. All right, I know about that. Fuel mixture. You're gonna have full fuel if you're taking off from from like sea sea level. All right. Basically, you want it for the takeoff, and then you want to dial it down a bit. All right. Um. Carburetor, carburetor heat, it flaps. You want to get that down before you go anywhere. This just sounds get it like we're Fuel getting pretty complicated. Selector, steering wheel, rudder pedals, and uh, control trim. I think this is pretty basic. Now, where if you could drive a stick shift, machine gun. I think if you could drive a stick shift, you're good. Right. I think you could get this down. All right. <clears throat> so. So we're gonna go steal some like F fourteen. But you gotta Tom you gotta have some place where right? you can plan on landing. Uh, yeah, that see, that's what you want is Tom. Gun, if Tom Cruise could do it, right? Well, he's he's got that Scientologist magic powers. Gotcha. I don't, you know. Now I will say, and I I, I feel like I've touched on this, but my sister is a pilot. Mm-hmm. Well, no, my sister has a pilot's license right whatever that right. entails she's not uh she doesn't get paid to so fly planes. she is like oh you know we could go flying together i'm like great let's do it we go up and we go flying and she's really nervous and whatever and and whatever she goes well i really wanted you to come with me because you're good at handling problems and i thought if something went wrong and i couldn't fly the plane Right, you could just you could climb out on the wing and get the oil out. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it. Bring it back to the other to engine. The other motor. And she's like, "Well, I thought you could fly it if there was a problem." So that makes me think. Well, maybe you're right. Yeah. Maybe anybody could. I fly think a anybody plane. could do this. All right. You know, I think it's worth a shot. I recommend that somebody out there listen to this podcast that's got a bit of a streak, a uh, craziness streak. Maybe wants to go to jail. Should steal a Cessna. Yeah, that's what you're. Then report back to us from prison. (laughs) If you survive, already happened. Didn't we see a guy on the news who stole some plane and then (laughs) crashed it in the Colorado Rockies or something? Yeah, I think that happened recently. All right, that's just a thing. All right, but let's move past planes. Okay, because I think that was a horrible idea. (laughs) That was just a no. -go. I know that they got the in in Dawn of the Dead. They stole a helicopter, and he was that fueling even it up. Worse. He was fueling it up, and the zombie was coming up behind him, and he couldn't hear it because the heli- the blades were going. Yep. 
but then the zombie stepped up on the boxes to get over to him and chopped the top <laughs> of his, his head, head off. Came off. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right. So, all right, let's move on. Thank uh, you. Please. Let's move on to horses. Horses are now, good. I I hate horses. Really? When when John Wayne punched that horse out in that movie, you were like, I laughed yes. and laughed. <laughs> I hate them. But if you're good at horseback riding and you have access to horses, you can cover a lot of distance and the terrain really doesn't matter, you know? You're you're going to get any place you can get with a four-wheeler for sure. Yes, I think that's accurate. Um, drawback is, you know, there's not a whole lot of drawback. You have to keep them fed, but, it, you know, they can kind of do that, do that themselves. You have I'm to make sure they, you have water. As long as they're eating, yeah, they drink a lot of water, mm-hmm. and as long as they're eating, they can handle the cold. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually the digestion process okay. that keeps them warm. All right. So you got to keep feeding them when it's cold out. But aside of that, mm-hmm. yeah, I a think lot I've of water. Maybe rode two horses in my entire life. All right, and it was all awful experience. I do know that they eat two and a half times their weight in a year. Oh, a year? That's not bad. I probably eat that. I probably do that in in a week. <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe that's not accurate. I don't really know. It doesn't sound <laughs> accurate. Sounds made up. But <laughs> whatever. That's what I was told. Um. All right, so moving off of horses. All right, well, I think the number one backcountry travel we still haven't spoke oh, okay. to, spoke about yet. Now, anybody that that goes hiking, camping, knows that even in the densest part of of the forest, there's one pathway that's always open: the water. Ah, uh-huh, the water. Right. So you're canoeing. I think canoes, kayaks are great. Great ideas. You know, if you've got a uh, a small sailboat like a, a sunfish or something like that, that's even better. You know, if you, especially if you know how to navigate it. Um, and a river you know, boat got, like Davy Crockett. Yep, the river boat with the poles. Yeah. Now, if you've got if you've got access to a boat and a river, you know, you basically. I don't you, even know why you want to go anywhere if you got access to a boat you and just a river be on the boat. Go to the island, you know, but I mean, you basically can stop at the islands and, and you basically, that's basically a safe spot. Now, the one problem is you're, you're an open target. Anybody mm. in the tree line can shoot at you and you're not going to see where it's coming from. Ambush. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does provide you with a little bit of uh, security in the sense that nobody's walking up on you. Nobody's sneaking up on you. You know, Well, I mean, unless you're sleeping and anchored out or something, but I mean, there's, I think there's a uh I think you could probably live on the boat in a river rest of your life, you know? And there's a lot of fun songs that come with river life. That's right. That's right. Now I was a bosun mate in the navy and uh I don't know shit about sailing a boat though. They didn't really teach me nothing. No, they don't have that covered. No. No. But um you know, I think that's uh that's a massively underlooked uh, resource I resource it in the uh, apocalypse. There is some kind of rivers that run throughout the United States. They're all over the place. Turns out. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. Now. All right. We're, so we're traveling. All right. Now, so we're done with vehicles. Done with vehicles. Right, well, you got wait. anything else? We didn't have cars. 
Oh, okay. All right. right. Car is her that's thing. The, now, here's the, the thing. thing. So, we have some kind of pre-MP truck or something, or full-on, like, pickup or whatever. Now, if you're planning on building a bug-out vehicle, and I know we kind of did an episode on that, and, mm-hmm. and you want to kind of defer to that as the big thing, but I feel like if you have a lot of free time right now and a little extra cash, if you had two, like, AR-15s and you mounted up, like, double guns, mm-hmm. you maybe threw, like, some Franklin binary triggers in there, and then you get a couple of those, like, 150-round um, magazines that, mm-hmm. you know, they like in New Jersey or something. You could be like a little fifty cal of your own kind of thing. Mm-hmm. No, I'm assuming you don't have access to a machine gun. Maybe you do. Maybe you do. You know, you Maybe live you in the live right in state. You have you can ten do whatever grand. You, want. you can do whatever the fuck you want, right? Arkansas, you know, looking in that direction, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking there's got to be a way we could rig up some kind of homemade. And I think we might be able to work those triggers together if somebody knows a little bit about machine stuff. Uh-huh. There may be some laws violated here, but I feel like it could be a good time. Right, right. Well, this is the time to do it, right? And they call it a tactical, mm-hmm. and it's a big thing like over in the Middle East and stuff. They like like the little Toyotas and the shit like that, the little right. pickups that get around. Mm-hmm. And you just mount this bad boy. But what you want to do is you want to have plating in front of you, like a big steel plate in front of it. Because mm-hmm. that's the problem. They always shoot the guy. With the, yeah, you just shoot them. Ram, gotta, Rambo shoots them every they're time. They're like out there, oh, yeah, look at me, 50 cow, I'm mowing down people. Mm-hmm. And then they just shoot you, and you're like, fuck, and then that's it. Yeah. So maybe put a little protection, something to consider, mm-hmm. I'm saying, but that may be the way you want to go. Right. Now, so now that we've kind of touched on the different modes of travel, now how would you do it? So you're thinking... I know I'm thinking I want to travel at night. Right. I don't want to travel in let's, the day. Let's back up though, because I got a machine things. gun mounted on oh, the pickup we have truck. To go back to that. That's completely you ridiculous. You that about was fucking awesome? What do you <laughs> mean? About some real ideas like uh, having a winch on your on your vehicle. That's, That's what important. you got. That's what you're bringing to uh, the table. Gotta have the tires. All right. So what we did is is before choosing this episode we posted up on the facebook uh page Mm -hmm. and we mentioned you know hey we're doing an episode on you know traveling in the apocalypse and we asked for some ideas now one of you actually reached out and was like hey i'm an auto mechanic i have great insight i know a million things that you don't know if you have any questions come to me and then somehow when i went back to reach out it was gone I don't know who it was, and I don't know how to get back to him. So I kind of dropped the ball on that one. But that said, a bunch of you did talk about um, the types of things you'd want with a vehicle. Like um, you'd want to have something that's very common, um, interchangeable parts. Like if you guys ever saw like the Ford Taurus has, you know, parts that are very universal and, you know, fit tons and tons of cars. You can go into any place and, you know, get these replacement parts, that kind of thing. You also want something that's going to be 
durable and able to handle like off road, but also not huge where, you know, you're able to fit through kind of tighter areas, things like that. Um, there's a lot of neat things that you can carry in your car. Like you said, like a winch, you know, in the spare tools, maybe, you know, some common replacement parts. Do you even have a spare tire? You know, things like that. Do you have the lug wrench, the jack, the stuff that you're going to need? Um, you know, these things really make a difference. Uh, decent windshield wipers mm -hmm. um, sometimes, you know, can be the edge that you need. But so there's a lot of different things and that you could do to enhance your survivability. Um, I would also like to see like maybe some kind of bulletproofing. And what I mean by that is if you pull off like your inside door panel, mm -hmm. you could fill it with sand. You're adding a lot of weight and kind of crapping out on your gas mileage there. Uh, you can also put in steel plating. You know, you have those AR500 steel uh, targets lying around. Mm -hmm. Put those inside the doors behind the panel. You know, beef up your security a little bit like that. Um, you know, maybe rig up. Now, another thing. Like I said, uh, I'd kind of like to see night vision. Yeah, well, Hummer has has uh, recently put on a windshield. The windshield is completely bulletproof, and it's like basically like a TV screen in there you can get. Oh. And it's got night vision, so you can switch to night vision mode. It seems pretty legit, but it seems like something that would break immediately, and then you don't have a windshield. So. Yeah, but it just sounds pretty it awesome. It sounds pretty awesome. And you got the guy with the 50 cal. That's right. He can just watch. <laughs> turn left, turn right. What was that movie? You uh... tap on either side of the <laughs> roof. What was that movie with Al Pacino? He was driving the Porsche He was when he was blind. <laughs> Son of a woman. Son of a woman. <laughs> that would never work. No, that wouldn't work. <laughs> I don't know. It sounded like a good idea. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So traveling at night is huge. You're so much less likely to run into conflict and this is again i i think day one your travel you're probably safe um traveling in the day i would i would want to cover say as much ground until the could. grocery stores start getting empty right you're wow. you're fairly safe from people acting like things lunatics. can turn crappy it depends what people know you know if people know oh it's not coming back and that's right. common knowledge you got a problem Right, but if people are kind of like, oh, the power's out, power goes out all the time, yeah. whatever. And generally, when the power's out, you're not get, you don't have the you're TV on, you're not getting information. Right. You don't know what happened. Nope. You just know that you don't have power. Maybe the next town does. Right, exactly. Um, so that's definitely something to consider. But then, after day two or so, you want to be traveling at night. Right. And one of the guys uh, in the podcast, I I don't have the name right in front of me, but um basically mentioned that uh you want to follow like the power line trails yeah and the railroad tracks might be a great option um you're not going to hit the same kind of mass population that you are on a regular highway or things like that i think you avoid roadblocks things like that um a lot better chances of success if you're following these other kind of designated trails and train tracks kind of cross the country everywhere. You really, if you're doing any kind of serious miles, should be able to follow, you know, train tracks. Um, 
even if you paralleled along the roads, that would be another way to go that, you know, if you're just off, you know, 100 feet but through the woods, mm-hmm. it's going to slow you down, but it's going to make a huge yeah, that difference was, that in was your Bill survival. That was Bill that mentioned that, and I think that's a good point. Survivability. It's a yeah. really good point. He was talking about power lines and, and the rail lines. Yeah. Um, and he suggested that there's even maps of these things. Yeah. That yeah. you might have access yeah, to. Yeah, I actually uh, found an old map from 1903. And it basically had all the uh, all the train rails of New York State. It was big, okay. like eight yeah. foot by eight foot map. It was pretty, That's pretty impressive. cool. Big canvas yeah. map that rolled up. But uh, the you guy keep that in your go bag, I guess, was a uh, was a, um, a conductor, and it was just something that he had stashed in the in the back of his his uh, uh, storage thing, and then he died. Uh-huh. So they came into my possession. But there's that. Mm-hmm. There are maps. You can get maps of these things. I don't actually have any of these these maps aside of that one. Okay. So I'm thinking and uh, that's a little big for you to put in your. Go yeah, bag. it's not really. But I mean, I think there's a. You know, maybe that's something I should look into. I've got road maps, atlases, and a lot of people think, why? Why would you have an atlas anymore? I have GPS. Twenty five dollars. Yeah, I got a GPS. But you know, that's a that's a big deal. Knowing how to use a map. You know, a lot of people don't know how to use a map. They think they know how to use a map. That's what it is. You know? Now, I do carry a uh, New York State, actually, it's Eastern New York State trail map. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got, I have I've got go tra- trail maps, and I actually invested, got the canvas one that I can, you know, fold up and put in my bag that's, that's not going to get damaged when it gets a little wet. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know... Those are some definitely some nice to haves, and I do have the road atlas. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't know. Like you said, a lot of people don't even understand how to use them, or mm-hmm. you know, contemplate. Definitely planning out your route before right you go anywhere um, is going to be you know very logical and you know right. And there might be places through. that you you just automatically say oh, we want to avoid this you want to go avoid, through the main you know, if you're like oh i got to go through atlanta mm-hmm, to right. get where i'm going then you want to go around right um and you're like oh but that'll add a day but you want to get where you're going and still be alive right and you don't um, want to get sodomized oh, going through atlanta oh you know there's plenty of carl panzrams out there that are that are going to be uh Free to do whatever they want. This is why you're not down. allowed on the Facebook. Mm-hmm. These, all right. We're, we're gonna move on. All right. So, all right. So, time of day. Um. Now, the next thing. What do you think about uh, traveling in groups or stealthy and individual? Mm-hmm. Um. Also, is it a group you can trust? Right. Um. There's a bunch of people on the highway. They're like, "Hey, look, we're a big angry mob." You want to move with us? Right, I'm angry too. You're Let's angry. all get together. Let's all break Nobody's shit all gonna the way mess, there. Nobody's going to mess with the big angry mom. Mm-hmm. But you're also kind of sharing and whatever. And right, and you don't who, you know bad. who's in that angry mom. Right. Um, especially, you know, you're the delicate flower of the bunch. Yeah, I, I'm fragile. Kevin's fragile. I'm a sensitive person, you know? You know, you got to realize there's issues that could come up. Um, So being, there's safety in numbers, but then again, being stealthy and able to travel quickly Mm -hmm. and kind of discreetly. Right. 
out, you know, off in the woods. And or if whatever. you have a group like that, well, whatever way you're traveling, even if you're traveling in a caravan of RVs and and cars, you're going to want to have appointment somebody that's ahead doing reconnaissance. You know, you don't want to roll up on the traffic jam and then realize you can't back out of it. You want to know ahead of time that you're going to yes. hit something and it's best to get off the road. Uh, so communication is a big deal when it comes to that. If you're going to be traveling in a group, you're going to want to have somebody out ahead scouting comes, things out. And then also, yeah, so if they run into trouble, not only can you avoid the whole group getting attacked, but also the whole group can come add the element of surprise right. and assist you with you know mm-hmm. having an army behind you kind of thing. So definitely things you want to consider when you're traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about what I got. Yeah, uh, other, traveling uh, in vehicles. You know, when you get into the the traffic jams and shit, it's real easy to just sit and sit and sit until you're out of gas. And the thousand people that are in front of you, that might happen to any one of them. Yes. And then that's it. Traffic is stopped. So you know, if you're if this is a week after, then. Probably a vehicle and major roads are not not the place you want to be. Not the, yeah. So I think that's the gist. And also, you know, know where you're going. Being, I, I'm actually listening to a uh, an audio book right now or actually a podcast that tells a story called Blackout that one of our, uh, we Brittany. got an email from yeah, Brittany Yeah, we got an about. email from Brittany. And I was checking it out and the guy's like, oh, my son's up in Canada. I'm going to go get him. He's in Canada. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, yeah, it's northern New Hampshire. They're right over the right. border there. But but it's a different country. It's a whole country. Yeah. And, you know, so maybe being aware of where your kids are and things like that. And then there's also shadiness of, Turns out kids can lie to their parents. Yeah, it happens sometimes. Then and really, they're going over to their girlfriend's house, mm-hmm. and not to Canada. Yeah, I mean that's not exactly. I didn't want to give away key plot points. Whatevs. But all I'm saying is, seventeen-year-olds, especially boys, they're pussy hounds. Is that that's a thing? That's just that's just how it is. All that right. was me at seventeen. That's every boy at seventeen. And that's, you know, you make stupid decisions because of that. What are you going to do? It is what it is. All right. So that's something. Just be sure what you're risking when you do travel Mm because there's a lot of bad out there and you really cannot trust people. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you want to have the good, kind heart, but be cautious. Right. Right. And remember, you're obligated to take care of your family. And leaving your family unprotected to go get one family member may not be the best choice. But you have to weigh it out. You guys have to have a plan. You need to talk to your kids if things happen. You know, whoever you're going to be worried about. Yeah. And also, you know, the same thing. You might find yourself having to travel because you have great plans and a great safe place. And then all of a sudden bad people show up or your place burns down Mm -hmm. or, you know, all your supplies get taken by a bear. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, oh, now I have to travel to go stay with my other friend who lives, you know, the farm 
20 miles away or right. whatever. Right. So just realize things can happen and you need to kind of have contingency plans. Yeah. Um, now, we actually got a lot of emails this week. Um, yeah. Another one we wanted to address was, well, it was actually an audio file. Mm -hmm. From Phil. From Phil. Now, Brittany had mentioned this, too. We're talking about back episodes. Both Phil and Brittany, mm -hmm. right, had a, uh interest in previous recorded episodes. Yeah, and I think Casey uh, had mentioned that he'd listened to all our podcasts, but it wasn't really all of them. And it was Sam, maybe. Sam, right. So, so we're going to have to figure out something as far as either uh, re-recording some of these, because I think some of them have, have questionable audio. We did have some questionable audio in the beginning, and so we are going to try and... We've done this before, but release some more classic episodes. Mm -hmm. um, some of the older ones, but also th there's a lot of audio to go through and decide what's good and, and worthy. And also, you know, we don't know what topics you guys are interested in. Um, well... I mean, I guess I can look at the download numbers and know mm -hmm. what you're interested in. And know which in. ones. But there are a lot that we actually want to revisit. You know, me and Kevin know a little bit more every month. Mm -hmm. We're learning a lot from you guys. You know, you guys share stories and, and tell us about different things. And, you know, we're reading books and gaining knowledge wherever we can go. And so we're going to try and find a happy mix of releasing some older episodes as well as uh, kind of revisiting some of the older topics mm -hmm. so you guys don't, uh, you know. Now, um, let us know on Facebook or whatever. We're thinking about maybe in a couple of months doing a dump and dumping maybe five or ten episodes all at once. Uh, I know some people have, they have to pay for their data. Is that a thing? So if you just wake up one morning and you turn on your iPod and download all the new stuff and you get you know, 10 new episodes, that might piss you off. I think people have where they have Wi-Fi at home and it downloads, no? Yeah, well, most like people I, do. Mine doesn't download a podcast while I'm out. Mm -hmm. Right, some uh, people do, some, some people, people do. don't. Right. So I don't want to screw anybody over. Let us know if that's going to be an issue, you know. Uh, you can email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com. If you've got ideas for a show or... Um, you're looking for a specific topic, maybe that we've got a show that's dropped. Yep. You know, we can we can repost that one specifically. I know, um, I don't think we've had any food storage and water storage episodes up for a while, have we? Up for a while. But yeah. we've definitely so done them. We've definitely done them. So we might, I mean, some of the basic stuff, nobody, most of the nobody basic Nobody was stuff, excited about water, the key to survival. Right. And people were like, yeah, that's a boring yeah, topic. It's boring. Boring, water storage, mm -hmm. poop on a stick. But a lot of these, uh, you know, a lot of those episodes, I think, are, are, you know, we record them early because, you know, those are important prepper topics. Huge. So um, some of those, you know, we might have to look through and make sure, make sure the audio is good. We'll look into it. Let us know what you guys think. What are you guys after? Um, so give us a shout either on Facebook or preppingbadass at gmail.com. Also, if you want to support us on Patreon, we've still got a couple of patches. There's like three left. So, uh, and if jump you just on signed that. up for Patreon, I'm already sending it out, so don't panic. All right. All right. And then that actually leaves us down to two. Down to two. All um, right. Also, 
you guys, uh, yeah, you may want to check out Tag Pack. Um, support our sponsors. We support, you know, we support you guys putting up great show ideas and topics. And, uh, you know, these by supporting these guys, you kind of help us out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hey, you get some cool AR-15 gear. Right. Cool knives, cool patches, um, sometimes cool T-shirts. Mm-hmm. And you'll notice when you start listening to our podcast, you don't have to fast forward for through the first 10 minutes of commercials. Yes, I have experienced that when I download other podcasts. Mm-hmm. And I'm not not really talking about like a lot of the other prepper guys. A lot of them are like us where, mm-hmm. you know, there's a commercial here and there or whatever. But you do these like mainstream ones, mm-hmm. um, you know, that are coming out from like the TV station is paying for them to be produced or right. whatever. And they're just chock full of uh, commercials. So. Right. Right. Every five minutes they got to take an ad break. So if you want to, uh, you know, keep things that way, maybe think about Patreon. Maybe think about, um, you know, supporting Tac Pack or, you know, things like that. Maybe you want to go over to uh, badasswaterfilter.com and check out the cool water filter. Maybe you're like, you know, that's what I need in my go bag so I can just scoop water right up out of a puddle. And drink it. And drink it. Right. That's pretty cool shit right there. Right. We don't even need to do a water storage episode anymore. Badasswaterfilter.com. Support us, and we'll keep the good stuff coming. So, and also, actually, Kevin was just talking to me about possibly T-shirts. Yeah, would it, in our you future? guys be interested in that? Let us know if you'd be interested in, in getting a T-shirt. I still am torn on coming up with a logo that's appropriate. Mm-hmm. If any of you guys are artistic... Well, we did have a submission one time. Oh, uh, did we? And we didn't. Was uh, it awful? No, it wasn't awful. It oh. was great, but we it just wasn't it though, quite, huh? you know, our thing. And then we ended up not using it. And then now we're the bad guys. So yeah, you know. yeah. If you uh, if you went to college and got a degree in art, I don't care if you got a degree in art. You're not you're not making any money anyway, so you <laughs> might as well help out. <laughs> That's just mean. And I know you're not donating to Patreon with that. No, but not anymore. They're probably canceling uh-huh. right now. They're like jackass. <laughs> what right. did what did the uh, your lower middle class? What was the review we got? I don't know something. We got an email about you guys are low class, lower middle class, and wouldn't understand about taxes and government or right, right, some shit. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Anyway, sorry. We got off task there. But uh, so with that, stay safe and we'll talk to you guys next week. Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network.
wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment. <laughs> 